Amen. I'm excited to be able to continue our series on the greatest story ever told. I told Angie when she went to buy the sweater for the ugliest sweater yesterday, uh, send me a picture so I can approve of it or not. And when she sent this one, I said, that's the ugliest sweater I've ever seen. And um, she proceeded this morning to take the sticker off that says, I light up. And I said, what are you doing? You just devalued it. Uh, it was safe to say Josh, after he saw, Josh Parks, he saw it, he said, does this mean that you're going to be lit up when you speak this morning? I said, I hope so, Josh. I want to be lit up, and I also want to, you to be lit up, because Jesus said what? I am the light of the world. And so, that's the key. Listen, I'm going to be giving you the Christmas story from a different perspective this morning. I'm actually going to speak to you as one that was lit up a lot, but uh, he's an angel by the name of Gabriel, the angel Gabriel. And so uh, we're not going to be following some verses up here. I'm going to share the story, but if you really want to find out about this story, then you can do a little bit of research in Luke's Gospel, Chapter 1, in Matthew's Gospel, Chapter 1. But Gabriel is fascinating, his part and his perspective as he was given an assignment to three characters in the Christmas part in the play. And so let's begin the story. And this is coming from Gabriel's perspective today, okay? You with me? You ready? I'm ready. I'm excited about it. I'm Gabriel. I've been given an assignment from God to go to three people on this on the planet earth the first one that I'm going to be coming to is is a little bit strange but it's going to be I'm going to the place of Jerusalem now I'm going to be in the temple you know and when we angels show up we kind of startle people we surprise people all the time some folks think that we're going to have angels wings on and all kinds of stuff and light up but we show up in some funny places at funny times. But Zacharias is the first assignment that was given to me. Now, who is Zacharias? He's a priest in the temple. And it was one of his duties on occasion to go into the temple and to offer some incense. And it would make the temple smell good. The place smells good. Everybody likes for the church to smell good. Not only was Zacharias mentioned in this story, but he had a wife, and her name was Elizabeth. Well, I was given an unusual assignment that day, and I always think, how am I going to approach them? Well, Zacharias was there doing his priestly duty that day in the temple, and he was there doing the incense. And on this occasion, I just decided to show up just by standing there. And he looked over, and he saw me. Well, you can only imagine. He was startled. Man, he was, it said he was troubled, and he became afraid. I imagine you would, too, if you were supposed to be the only one in the temple, and you're there in this, you know, church. Have you ever been in a church before? It kind of gets spooky if you're the only one there. 
at night, huh? You ever been in one by yourself at night? You, can get, you might get the heebie-jeebies in there, but listen, he was afraid. So I said these words to him. Do not be afraid, Zacharias. Your prayer has been heard. And you're going to have a son. And you're going to call his name John. You see, Zacharias and Elizabeth were up in age. Zacharias was old. And he had this to say about his wife. My wife's advanced in years. So men, if you ever want to use that line, go ahead and use it. I'm old, but my wife, she's just advanced in years. Well, they were old. But God has given me this assignment to tell you, Zacharias, your and Elizabeth's prayers have been heard because she's barren. And you've been asking. And I'm here to tell you today they've been heard and you're going to have a son. Now let me tell you about this son, John. He's going to be amazing. He's not supposed to drink any alcohol. He's going to live kind of a different kind of life. But he is going to be loved. And there's going to be great joy when people hear about his birth. And he's going to do something that's really very important. He's going to go and he's going to tell about the coming of the Messiah. And he's going to actually be the one who prepares the way and will be known as the forerunner to him. So, me as Gabriel expecting, man, I would be expecting old Zacharias, he's a priest, to be so excited to hear this news. Well, guess what his response was? How can I know this to be certain? My goodness, I'm an angel. I'm standing in the temple. Where did I? I've got a message from God. So what I had to do to Zacharias was I had to flex my angel wings a little bit. No pun. But I had to flex my wings and my might a little bit. And I said this to him. If you want to know for certain, I'm going to tell you. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of the Lord. And I have been sent to you. To give you some good news. Wow. So Gabriel, he flexed his muscles. He took his stand. He told Zacharias who he was. But he went on to say these words. I said these words to Zacharias. I said, listen. I would have expected a priest to believe. But because you did not believe. You will not be able to speak. Until all of this is fulfilled in time wow that was my first message that I was sent down to you know the thing about Zacharias and being a priest and someone who should believe I stand before the presence of God all the time and I've seen him and one of the things that disappoints him more than anything is unbelief unbelief well, that was my first assignment. Well, here's my, my next one. It was six months later. This was not in the temple. This was in the southern region of Galilee in a little village called Nazareth. 
I was sent on assignment to that place, and it's not a place that most people think highly of because later on some are going to say, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? It was looked down on as a town. Do you live in one of those towns that's looked down on? Hmm. Well, Nazareth was a case. And I had an assignment to go to not a priest this time, but to a young virgin girl. She was engaged to a guy by the name of Joseph. And they were to be married. And so I thought about it now. I just don't want to just show up and stand in the house and startle this girl to death. So I'm going to greet her this way. So I, I said, greetings, hail favored one. The Lord is with you. Can you imagine, ladies, uh, how you must have felt with that kind of greeting? Well, that's what I did. And I approached her that way, and she looked at me astonished because of the way I had greeted her. And I said these words to her. Mary, do not be afraid, for you're going to conceive. And you're going to give birth to a child. And they're going to call his name Jesus. And he's going to be great. And he's going to save the world. And he's going to be a ruler in all of Israel. And of his kingdom, there will be no end to his kingdom. And I'm going on and on and telling her how great her son is going to be. And she just interrupted me and she said, well, well, how is this going to be? How can this be since I'm a virgin? Well, I did the best I could to try to explain this next part, okay? But this is what I told her. The Holy Spirit is going to come over you. Is going to overshadow you. And the child will be the Son of God. Now, I know that's a lot to take in for a young girl. And so to assure her a little bit, I went ahead and I told her this news. Your relative Elizabeth, who's old and advanced in, in years, aged, guess what, Mary? She is six months pregnant. The one that they said was barren. But listen, Mary, nothing is impossible with God. And unlike Zacharias and how he responded, he didn't believe. Guess what? She believed. She believed what I said to her. This, was, this has to be the greatest news that's ever been given. To an individual. And she believed. And she said, I am a bond servant, a bond slave of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And I left her. Wow. Well, I went to a priest, Zacharias. He didn't believe. Well, he's going to be quiet for some time now, okay? Now I've gone to this young teenage girl and told her probably the, 
one of the most exciting yet amazing stories ever. And she believed it. And this happened to her. Well, let me give you a few details you need to know before I go on my next assignment. This young virgin who is now conceived by the Holy Spirit, Mary, she decides to do something after that news. She goes, she gathers her things so quickly, and she decides to go to find out if it's true, if Elizabeth is pregnant. And so she goes to her relative, and as soon as she walks through the door, her relative Elizabeth begins to begin to praise God. And it, and it even says in the story that the baby was filled with the Spirit and began to leap with joy. And that was John, was leaping in joy inside of Elizabeth that day. And she said these words, How can it be that the mother of my Lord would come to visit me? Wow. Isn't that amazing? And then she said to Mary, Blessed are you among all women. And blessed is the fact that you believed the word that was spoken to you. And so they just had a great gathering and all those things were going on. And you can only imagine the joy they must have felt as relatives. And one is young and pregnant with the child of God and the other is old and she's carrying the son who's going to be the one who prepares his way. Wow. Well, they had so much fun that three months went by. Almost three months. And so Mary decides to leave right before the birth of John. And she returns back to the town of Nazareth. Well, guess what? When she shows up this time, She's three months pregnant. Almost three months pregnant. And then she goes to Joseph. And Joseph sees this. So this is where my next assignment comes in. It's found in Matthew 1. This time, I decided to do it different. I, was, I came to this guy by the name of Joseph in a dream. First was showing up in the temple. Second was in the house of Mary. This time is a dream. So I show up in Joseph's dream. And I said the first words because, see, Joseph, Joseph had seen Mary. He saw that she was with child. He knew it wasn't his. And this guy needed an explanation, rightfully so. He was engaged to her. And in fact, by, by being engaged to her, the fact that she was pregnant and, it, and he wasn't the father, she was to be brought before the people and stoned to death. But him, Joseph, being a righteous man, decided to put her away secretly. So that's why I came to him in the dream. And I said these words to Joseph. Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid. Isn't it interesting? On all three of these visits, I had to say those words to him. Do not be afraid. 
for Mary. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For that which has been conceived inside of her is of the Holy Spirit and is the Son of God. And he has come to take away the sins of the people. And I went on to assure him a little bit too. I took him back to one of the Old Testament prophets, Isaiah, and I quoted from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, that said these words, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and she will have a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then the dream ended, and Joseph woke up. And guess what old Joseph did? Did he believe? Did he disbelieve? Did he not believe? Joseph obeyed. And he got up, and he went to Mary, and he took Mary, and he, he did the right thing. He married her. He went ahead, even though she was pregnant, he married her, and he took her as his wife. But he didn't have any relations with her until after the child was born. He kept her a virgin until after Jesus' birth. So, that's my take on the Christmas story. And I'm the angel Gabriel. That's the assignments that I was given. Sounds like a pretty amazing story. The greatest, perhaps, the greatest story ever told. I don't know about you if you've ever seen the Christmas story from that perspective. But let me ask you this morning, church. Which one are you in the story? I ha I've had to look at myself and I've had to ask that question to myself. Of all the ones in this story that didn't take God at his word or believe was the priest. <laughs> That's kind of bad, isn't it? was the one who was in the temple, who, was, who should have been the first one that said, oh, I believe. But he said, how can I know for certain? And then Gabriel had to tell him later, because you did not believe my words, you're going to be quiet. Well, he did believe later, because he did get to see that boy. And after that boy was brought to the temple and dedicated, Old Zacharias began to speak and proclaim the Lord's glory on and on. So we, we do know his story came out good. But what about your story? You know, there's many in the world that would not believe what I just shared with you. But this message came from an archangel by the name of Gabriel who stands in the presence of the Lord. And he sent that message so that you and I could hear it. And guess what? It is definitely not only good news, it is the greatest news ever given. So do you believe? Have you believed? Have you received the greatest gift of all? Just like Mary said, Lord, let it be done to me according to your word. I love her response in this story. I hope you have believed. If you have not believed, what are you waiting for? You know, that's probably what disappoints God more than anything is disbelief and then disobedience. 
Those are the two things, unbelief and disobedience. So what God is saying to us today, may we be, have ears to hear and a spirit willing to receive and believe the greatest story that's ever been told. Let's pray. Father, thank